Hello, my name is Toad, and this is Toad's Pad. Um, this is one of the podcasts uh, that I've done and that I'm doing now. Um, this is actually the first podcast I think I've done this year, I believe. But it's technically the third, if you count the other two times I've tried to record the same episode. So hopefully no no more technical difficulties and the shit will go smooth. Um, I think like everybody else, I'm kind of like, what the hell, 2020? Um, so much stuff has happened, you know, partially it's because I haven't done a, an episode in so long, and partially it's because so much big stuff has gone down and is happening as I speak. Um, didn't really need many notes for this episode. Um, you know, like everybody else, I've endured the whole coronavirus thing, and, um, you know, bad things have happened, um, not necessarily because of coronavirus, because of coronavirus too, but the worst of what's happened in the last couple of months definitely wasn't coronavirus related. Um, but like everybody, you know, my family's lives changed. And, uh, at first when I heard the rumblings of it, I think in late February, I didn't take it serious. I don't, I don't think many people were taking it serious. Um, but then, I think it was early March, I started, I heard a little bit, and so, you know, me being the way I am, I'm going to learn from myself. You know, I don't trust what I hear from one news outlet or the other, um, or one source or the other. Um, so I started researching, and like a lot of people, um, I said, well, this, this shit could be serious. And uh, it escalated really quickly. It seemed like it went from... It did go from, you know, normal American life, you know, everybody hustling and bustling, you know, like a big ant mound trying to get what they can get. And uh, about everything shut down, it seemed like overnight. And um, you had some businesses that were stubborn about it before the lockdown happened. And I live in the glorious state of Alabama. Um, I know it happened at different times, but roughly around the same period, everywhere shut down in the good old USA uh, during that period. And um, it was just really scary at first because, you know, my mother did pass away recently on the 29th of April, but it wasn't uh, COVID-19 related. But, and her health had started to decline about a month before. Um, around the time I first heard about coronavirus, um, her health had started to go downhill, so I had to start taking care of her full-time because her health got so bad pretty quickly that, you know, she couldn't even bathe herself or anything like that on her own. You know, she needed help with about everything. Um, and, and then coronavirus comes in, and I'm, you know, already worried uh, about her health. And, you know, on top of that, I have a son, and, you know, my son is... Um, autistic um not severely but autistic enough for it to affect you know about every aspect of his life and uh you know on top of my mother's health you know my son just he, he can't understand you know don't touch your face don't touch that toy when you're in the store you know wash your hands after you touch anything hand sanitizer he doesn't understand that stuff so we we buckle down like a lot of people and um uh, you know Things were okay for us financially. Um, you know, we 
I've never been a rich man, and I probably never will be. But, um, you know, we had food. You know, we had, we needed. We were able to, you know, kind of either pay the bills or, or ward off the bill collectors for a period, um, you know, when things got a little bit thick here and there. Um, but we were getting by okay, and then, and then my mom mom's health deteriorated uh, really fast at the end, and um, had to call an ambulance. You know, it turned out she had had a stroke, and you know, to to make a long ordeal short, um, and we thought she was going to get better. You know, she was a couple of days from coming home, and you know, then she passed away. Um, you know, it of course it's it's a a lot of sadness and mourning. Uh, but one thing that always does is make you very thankful for who you have left. And I didn't have a lot of people to start with. I mean, you know, my, I have barely any people I'd consider real friends and uh, very, very few family that are either in contact with me or alive still. Um, but, you know, that's, that's happening and, and the lockdown ends. And seemingly things are starting to go back to normal. You have a lot of people that all through it have been hard-headed and didn't believe in it and stuff like that. And everybody, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, you know. Um, I'm not one of those people who's going to act like I have it all figured out because I have very little, if anything, figured out in my entire life. Um, but things seem to be going back to normal. There were people that were testing the waters, and for a little bit it seemed to be going okay for a lot of folks. And... um Right as my guard was starting to go down, I still wasn't taking taking my son out or anything like that. I mean, we'd, we'd go out to the woods or the park or, you know, whatever, somewhere out where we could easily have distance from people, but no, I mean, we haven't been to like a Target, a Walmart, eaten out at a restaurant or a fast food place, any of that kind of shit since the stuff first got bad. Um... But literally right as I was starting to think, oh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe it's safe to try and venture out once or twice, you know. Um, we didn't, thank God, because in, in Alabama, uh, the numbers started going up really quickly. And, you know, there's a lot of people, and I enjoy a good conspiracy as much as anybody. Um, and, and, and it's possible. You know, you see, I think people mistake for them or people they know having good good fortune and coming out asymptomatic, which if you don't know means you are infected and don't show any symptoms. They mistake that for the entire virus being that same song and dance. And, you know, m once again, I don't know everything, but my advice to anybody is to not listen to any one person, especially any politicians, any politicians, um, or any one news outlet. Go find research, find experts who actually know what in the fuck they're talking about. Um, and I've heard it bro broken down that, you know, this thing is mutated multiple times. And hence, there are um, multiple versions of this, which, you know, on top of those having po different possible interactions with the person they infect, you also have to take into account genetic factors, health factors that were already there. Um, and it's not just old folks. You know, it could be somebody, you know, uh, obesity or you have a smoking problem or um, a smoker in general. Whatever. A lot of factors that would 
play in, you know, would, would be a key thing um, if you get infected with it, you know, and it, I don't know, you know, it's, um, I don't know what to think a lot of times, you know, all I can do is, is try to make the best decisions, decisions, if I can speak English day by day, and uh, hope things get better and stay better, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, what do I think, you know, like I said, I already gave part of my opinion based on what I heard experts say, but um, it's not that I think, you know, we're, you know, hide in the corner and cry, we're all going to die, you know. Um, and never once have I become panicked. I was never one of those go buy all the the toilet paper hand sanitizer types. Um, but I think it's best in every situation in life to be cautious, every situation. And um, it's just not worth the risk, man, especially when you got a kid and to think, you know, and there's been stories of people who have, who this has happened to. You know, you take that chance, um, and maybe, you know, a million people have taken that chance and nothing has happened to them. They've taken the chance every day flagrantly. Nothing's happened to them bad. But what if? What if? You know, and I've already lost my mother. And to lose, you know, my my old lady or my son, um, I, especially my son, I don't, I don't think I could keep going, you know. Um, so it's just not worth the risk. And I'll be safe rather than sorry, especially since we exist in a world and under a government that won't be fucking honest with us and do what's best for us. Um, you'd be offended, whatever, you know, I you know, kind of common knowledge, and that doesn't really matter, you know, I'm, I'm not a very political person, I'm very much look at the facts, and uh, don't trust anybody that calls themselves a politician, um, but everybody's entitled to their opinions once again, I'm just one guy with one opinion, um, and so all this stuff is happening, you know, I'm, I'm processing my mother's past, and um, then the George Floyd thing happens, and, um, I saw the video like most people, and of course it's a terrible, despicable thing, and it's not an isolated thing, and most people know that already, um, and you don't, just don't know what, you don't know what to say, it's like, I'd seen something that I thought was very poignant for something on, social media it was on Facebook and somebody posted a thing that said the scariest <clears throat> excuse me the scariest thing about the last so many years um, is not any particular presidential candidate but it's for whatever reason the groups of people that have kind of all of a sudden got really bold and on top of that gotten together while they're getting really bold um, and I'm not saying that directly is connected to George Floyd. Um, there was a rapper who I saw interviewed by by Vlad, um, Vlad TV. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, but he had said, you know, probably, you know, these guys were intimidated, whether he'd done anything or not. They were scared. They over, you know, they overcompensated, saying, you know, we're going to show this guy, and they thought, oh, we can take it. He's a big tough guy, whatever. Um, like 
that gentleman said, I, I, it's impossible for me to believe like they intended to kill the guy in front of the world while being videotaped. They did intend to hurt him. They did intend to scare him. Um, and does it matter what they intended? No, they did what they did. And, um, then you hear, or I've heard of all these other cases coming out of the woodwork and, um, more cases happening that are very similar in nature and um then riots and and all this stuff and i think and this is like with everything i i fucking say this is just my opinion i think what lacks is a great leader great leaders um to unify people and direct all of this energy that's kind of just burned up into the air um, and when I say leader, I don't mean a president, I don't mean a politician, I don't mean a football coach, I don't mean, you know, it, it could be an artist or whatever, a lot of times it is an artist that has the, the power, um, to affect people in that way, and ha they have the will to, but somebody, um, a group of people, whatever, um, because people are rightfully so outraged and scared, they want justice. They're not going to get justice because that's just the way our justice system works. Um, just like with pedophiles and, and uh, you know, a million other situations. Um, there's not going to be justice. And, you know, you can pay the family a couple million, whatever, but that, that dude's dead. That You know, his daughter's without a father. Um... And I have, it's kind of feel both ways. It's like I have hope for people. I see, I experience situations and I see situations that make me feel like, and because I have a kid too, I have to make myself have hope in that there could be a better day for humanity. Um, but a lot of times it gets hard to believe, man. And I, I don't think that uh, racism or prejudice is going to go away. You know, and I, I, I cannot be racist or prejudiced because you know mainly I was you know bullied very badly um up until uh, I got around 13 and I became kind of a, a bad apple um but you know going through that kind of stuff by the end of, of that road of being bullied and when I stopped it after that I, I could never look down on somebody or treat somebody different because they're a different color or a different uh, sexual orientation orientation or whatever um and maybe that's the difference you know um humans including myself are w way too quick to get on a high horse and to get complacent and to think we're better than we are um i mean i think i think that's the biggest thing though is justice people knowing you know what's the worst is, and you know nine times out of ten what's the worst that's going to happen nothing to them so, you know, molesters stay free, killers stay free, racists stay free. Um, and, you know, all you can do is force yourself to keep hope and, you know, march on hoping uh, there is a better tomorrow for the sake of our kids, if not anybody else, you know, and... Uh, now, I'm not going to go into any 
deep detail details as far as like the names of the officers or whatever because you know pretty much everybody knows the details this is just you know little old me giving my little old opinion um because it's murka um so you know i don't know man um and still with with the COVID thing going on no end really in sight to whatever it is you know hyped up not hyped up whatever um You know, and the thing about living in Alabama is almost every time we make any kind of new news, it's embarrassing. Almost any time we make headlines, it's embarrassing. And uh, once again, Alabama has not failed to live up to those words in the, the form of a senator named Dale Marsh um, from Anniston, very close, actually the town I was born in, uh, was being talked to doing an interview or whatever and um speaking while being filmed wherever he was and said that he hopes more people get infected and I'm I'm you know in my own words type stuff here but hopes more people get infected for the sake of herd immunity um and the guy didn't mean harm you know he's a public person he doesn't want people on his ass saying he's you know this or that um that would affect him make him more money um i understand what he meant but he just you know there's just it's it, like everything else in this country right now there's way too much of a split and um i don't know just dude should have thought about what he said before he said it a little bit more and he apologized and all that kind of stuff and you know there are people there are people who look for a reason to be mad at situations like that so um i just kind of shook my head like every time alabama makes national news and we're even on like i mentioned earlier vlad tv we made a vlad article <laughs> and i think we did once before i've seen two also for some bad shit um but anyways, you know, moving on. Um, <clears throat> I think everybody has seen and knows about and has come across the memes addressing the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and her her husband or business partner or whatever they are. Um, God. I think like everybody, I feel bad for Will. You can see the pain in that guy's eyes. Um, and the outpouring of females being like, girl, get your groove back type shit. Um, people are free to do what they want to do. I'm not saying, you know, if a girl wants to, you know, hoe it up and down the road, you know, that's that's her choice. But like, when it looks from the outside a certain way, Not that it matters truly how it looks to the world, but, you know, and everybody's making fun of the term entanglement, and it is fucking bullshit. You know, here's here's what I see, and this is my opinion, like everything else you'll hear on this show or any other show I take part in. Um, you know, it's a class ca classic case of wanting the cake and eating it, too, if I'm saying that phrase right. Um... 
you know, I'm, I'm somebody who's a big fan of music in general, and that includes hip-hop music, and, um, born in 86, so I'm a 90s guy, 90s kid, and, uh, studying Tupac, and, um, be, being a big fan of Tupac, um, you come across, you know, pieces of audio and interviews or whatever where Jada comes up and they went to the, the same school in a, I forget where, but they went to uh, the same school at one time and uh, were very close and blah, blah, blah. But the way he talks about her is obvious he had feelings for her. I'm not saying that they dated or whatever, but um, it's obvious something happened there. And uh, he, he used the most... I've never heard him talk as, as lovingly about a female ever, at least not on, you know, not while being recorded, even about his own mother. <laughs> um, not that he didn't love his mama, but you get my point. Um, and, you know, from the outside there, it looked like he would have been with her if she wanted to be with him. Okay, but Tupac's not good enough, okay? So she gets with Will Smith, who's one of the most, another icon, another one of the most iconic entertainers of all time obviously will smith isn't good enough either because she uses phrases like i just wanted to feel something or whatever you know it's like this is all in my own words i never take good notes people um that should be the disclaimer um but you know she is i don't know you know you don't know what's going on in somebody's head you know maybe she has disorders or mental illness that nobody knows about but it would seem like you would have to have mental illness to not be just overjoyed at your life being Jada Pinkett Smith and if you're not when it comes down to it break up with somebody completely if if you want to be with somebody else it's America free world for the most part um, I don't know, it's just my opinion. And I felt, I felt, uh, bad for Will Smith. I felt embarrassed for him. And it's kind of like a dude at his level has to deal with this kind of bullshit. And I know a lot of people love Jada, but you know, it's just like my opinion. Um, you know, he's an icon and she's, you know, somebody who used to be really famous. And what is she famous for now? Gotham and being Will Smith's wife. Just my opinion, and being the mother of, you know, um, their kids who seem to be, most of them, you know, doing their own artistic things in their own right now. Um, and not that my opinion matters about this or anything else, but, you know, I'm going to give my opinion because, hey, it's my fucking show, right? Um, But, you know, it kind of comes down to manipulation, I guess, is the main thing that bothered me about the situation. And I guess, you know, personal, anybody who's ever had somebody mess around on them um, probably felt a different kind of way than somebody who hasn't experienced that watching that uh, red table talk. Um, and somebody else I wanted to talk about who also uh, used manipulation in her favor and made millions on top of millions in her lifetime doing so was a psychic that most people from the 90s will know and her name was Sylvia Brown she was on uh, Montel Williams a lot that's that's where I watched her uh, with my mother as a child when she would watch daytime TV and uh, you know she 
made my, you know my mother was a believer i thought she was real i was only a kid watching of course but uh still she fooled a country uh fooled fooled the world and she made millions duping them and i I've made that opinion after researching her. You know, I, I came across some articles saying that she was a fraud and pointing out this or that, and I said, well, let me look, because I do believe that kind of stuff is possible. Crazier things happen. Um, you know, is it possible that it could all be an act uh, with everybody who claim, makes those claims? Yeah, that's possible. Um, but, you know, like a lot of things, I like to stay humble and not think I know everything about a subject I know nothing about. Um, but anyway, she duped a lot of people, and, and probably the most fucked up thing about Sylvia Brown's story is she kind of seemingly preyed on families, grieving families, grieving family members, and would usually make up bullshit. Um, she very rarely was right about anything. Um, she kind of, she made a prediction that you could line up um, I think in a 2008 book she wrote um, that kind of predicted coronavirus, but, you know, and there, there's variables to everything. You know, maybe she was partially gifted in some way and she was full of shit at the same time. You never know. But that was one of the few things she ever said that panned, panned out. Almost everything she said turned out to be completely wrong or, or bullshit or both, you know, whatever. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, some of the most famous examples that I know of of her being kind of caught in uh, and just lying, um, or you know, having some sort of mental illness that makes her made her. You know, she passed away in 2013. Made her believe she was truly gifted, and she was so convinced everybody else just bought into it too. Well, that's always a possibility. But um. The one family had asked, you know, their their son had been kidnapped. They asked, you know, where was he, blah, blah, blah. And she said um, pretty much that he had been murdered and he was between two boulders, I believe. Well, they end up finding the kid. He's very much alive. Oh, and she also had made the claim that the man that kidnapped him was a Spanish or Hispanic man with dreadlocks. Um, the guy who kidnapped the son when they finally found him and brought him back safe um, alive, anyway, brought him back, he was a white male, no long hair at all, let alone dreadlocks, um, so just completely wrong, and she told another grandmother whose granddaughter had been, um, kidnapped, that her granddaughter had been sold into slavery, or put into slavery, or something like that, and had been brought to Japan, well, they found the little girl's body, um, I believe four years later, um, and upon an autopsy, um, they determined that she had been killed the night she was abducted. So, and I may be wrong about when they found found the little girl's body, but I believe it was four four years or four months. I might be mixing that up. Um, but just situation after situation, um, you know, she. I'd seen that, you know, there were groups, multiple people that really wanted to bring her down, and uh, you know, she had a lot of people that believed in her, um, and that's how she, you know, I guess it maybe it was a phone line, I don't know how she did this, um, if you had to go to her in person, I don't know, but I know I got different figures for her charging per 30-minute period, 
and uh, one person or, or charging $700 for different periods. I saw one person who said she was charging $700 for an hour, $700 for 30 minutes. I saw a guy who had challenged her saying that she was charging $700 for 20 minutes of her time, essentially, to just bullshit somebody. Um, and a lot of times it wouldn't even be about, she wouldn't even bullshit you about questions you asked. You'd start, you know, according to this guy and the recordings they had of her doing these readings or whatever, um, spouting off stuff about guardian, angel, guardian angels and so on and so on, um, and not advertising that that's what people would be getting. And of course, I'm sure there were no refunds with a with a setup like that um there was a committee or a group uh they were called the committee of uh the committee for skeptical and Inqu inquiry inquiry um i can't pronounce anything right tonight um they had done a study and of a of 115 of her predictions um that related to criminal cases they found 25 to be completely wrong and that the rest had either no t details available or they had just remained unsolved. So um, essentially she claimed that she had helped solve all these cases. She's never helped solve any case that I know of correctly. Um, and the sickest thing about that is, is preying on these people that are just desperate for anything to feel connection to somebody they love that they've lost. Um... And it makes, you know, the few that might really be able to do that stuff, if, if it's a possibility, which I believe it could be. I believe it's uh, crazier shit happens every day than that, in my opinion, that we know of. Um, it makes those, you know, few people that are really doing it and really trying to help people, or at least they may be stuck with those abilities, and it'd be like a curse to them, uh, makes them look like a joke, and I'm sure feel like a joke. Um... Oh no, man, I was duped too. I was only a child, but either way, you can't really uh, be too hard on a family who falls for it because I can understand, you know, you lose somebody, especially in a terrible way, like a murder, a kidnapping, somebody disappears and how desperate you would be to get some kind of closure, to have some kind of hope that they're still alive, you know, so on and so on. But that was the tale of Sylvia Brown, according to Toad. And I think I'm going to call it a night and bring this episode to an end. Um, hopefully this episode will record, and I will be able to share it with you guys, and at least a few of you will enjoy it. Um, but as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I've got another podcast that I'm putting together right now. And before I even say it, if you make fun of me, if you laugh at me, if you judge me, fuck you ahead of time. But it will be a nostalgic wrestling podcast um, that I've dubbed N.W. Toad. Um, you wrestling, wrestling fans will get it. Um, but it's going to be all nostalgic wrestling stuff. Uh, I might have, you know, I'm trying to bring multiple people into all the podcasts, but um, at least right now I'll be doing that by myself as well. And then me and my old lady have been talking a while about doing a podcast together of some sort. So hopefully soon, within the next couple months, um, I'll get that that going. Hopefully sooner uh, than a couple months. But I do appreciate you guys listening to me. Um, you know, please, if you like it, share it with a friend. You know, share it with whoever. Um, 
and I will talk to you guys again soon.